gentlemen, welcome to Casting the Spotlight episode number 71. 71st edition. Rolling into the fucking... We're going in, we're in the 70s now. Still in man. January, man. Still in January. We're doing, we're doing good, though. <laughs> uh, and obviously a lot of uh, sports news, you know, has come about lately and everything with... Great month for sports. Oh, yeah. Really. For sure. If you're a wrestling or a football or... Even better, both of a fan. January is honestly a great month for you. And this episode is going to be for you. Yes. <laughs> it's the um, month that Road to WrestleMania starts. It's the playoffs. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. I like haven't really caught up live too much, but obviously finishing uh, Rumble and watching most of it live, you can see that storylines are starting to build, anticipation starting to grow because it's leading into the biggest fucking part of the year. For wrestling, for pro wrestling, WrestleMania, and same as the Super Bowl is upcoming here, and I'm sure we'll get into a lot of that shit. So, uh, but man, yeah, we're rolling. We just hit our milestone, and we got some some guests and some people lined up here soon. Be hitting it hard Very again soon, yeah. So, expected to be another full year of progress and content with the channel. Yeah, so that's nice. Well, shall we jump in? Yeah. Do we want to? Do we want to start with the segment, or want to just bullshit for a little bit? Uh, let's start with the segment. Fuck right. it. We'll just see where we'll see where we land here. I'm sure we're gonna get off topic and go into all sorts of avenues that we fucking didn't even know. Everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. So we're gonna segment and bullshit. Really? In the reality, we always do. Yeah. The segment <laughs> leads to bullshit. So. Um. You want to start it off? Yeah, I can start. Well, talking about the playoffs and everything going on right now anyways, we just had the championship games. Uh, the Chiefs are in. The Eagles are in. So, I saw on, like online all the backlash immediately, almost like every year. <clears throat> People blaming the refs or like, well, you know, they had their hands in the ref's pockets. You should have the ref holding up the trophy after the game. All the help that they gave them. You know, just shit like that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, refs make all the right calls. Obviously, they miss calls or they fuck things up occasionally. And it's like, damn, that was really shitty. But, like, for the most part, most games, they don't have the amount of power to completely sway the result of the game. No. And these fucking <laughs> sore loser fans always are thinking and coming up with, with any excuse. Not that they always get them right. Like, for instance, wasn't it that 49ers game or was it the uh, the Bengals game where um, the ref had the right call, but they pointed out that he wasn't, he had his back turned when the play happened that he threw a flag for. So he couldn't have known. If it was like if it was an incomplete pass, yeah, or not because he was tur- you know his, his back was turned and everything's like that. So like he made the call, but he did it with you know without seeing it essentially. And so even if it was the right call by camera, he got the play on the field called wrong. Yeah. So it's just or well he I guess he got it called right, but the but it looks shows, shady shows otherwise. It's almost like he just kind of urgently fucking. He's like, oh, that's call. on me. Uh, yeah. Incomplete. So. 
It's not like they always get it right, but... They're human, too, so people, it's like they're people, not going to be fucking perfect no, out there. They're going to fuck things that's up. That's why they have these other rules in this footage. And you can challenge, and they yeah. they can go back and replay <coughs> shit even without teams challenging. Like, if something's a really close call, they'll go back and, like, watch the replay of the shit to make sure they got it right most yeah. of the time. And all the people that were pissed about... You know, going back and, and being able to see if you had the correct call on footage, it's just like, how is that a bad thing? It's getting it right. But is there a limit to how many times you can challenge plays or, or how, yeah. how is that all? Well, you a, get. You can't just do I it. I think every you get fucking. a challenge a half and. or maybe two a game or something like that. But if the, your challenge isn't right, like if you challenge a play and it's not overturned, then you lose a timeout for that challenge. So it's like, it's kind of a trade-off. Like, do you want to risk it? Are you that sure that they got the play yeah. wrong to where you want to bet a timeout on it, you know? That should, that <clears throat> makes sense. And to be honest, because you got your fucking timeout whenever you challenged this play, and they probably gave you longer than what a timeout's worth. Yeah. And you could do it for some real bullshit. But the people that have the audacity to say that the refs swerve the, the game. It's like sometimes maybe you just got your ass whooped by 21 points. You know what I well, mean? Well, yeah, if the game's really not close, yeah. if it's like over if, a 17-point victory, you can't really blame the refs because it's like, no, you got beat. You but know? that's even, but that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are you going to say the calls that were blown resulted in this lopsided game? You only hear... The people really blame the refs whenever it's like a three to one to seven point victory. Like if it's like within the touchdown range, yeah, people will be like, "Well, they fucking bought." Like that's they can't what they accept the loss, it in, you know? Because yeah, those are the tough losses. Like when you lose yeah. by a a winnable game up to the very last drive, then you're like. It hurts if you're a fan of the team. You're like, God damn, like we fucking, we were this close the whole time. I fucking like the Cowboys. Like I know that feeling. It's but the my question was just overall, what do you think of NFL referees and the outlook on them as as fans of the sport, like. You know what I mean? Like, how do you feel like they're viewed? Because, I mean, honestly, there's times where I feel like they give them credit and they talk about the officiating teams and blah, 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 and all this they've, stuff. They've got to know what they're doing because it's like the biggest multi-fucking-billion-dollar sports organization in America. And it, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to hire some of the be- And I'm not saying, like I said before, it's how are you going to assume it can be perfect? You know what I mean? But at the same yeah, they time, they fuck things up. But at the sure. same time, they're there for a reason. They're they're some of the best of the best. They get trained by in the, the fucking flight. world. Yeah. So it's like, eventually they're gonna get replaced. There's gonna be AI. The reason you hear some <laughs> of these voices is because it is so watched. So you're gonna hear a lot of you know. And when people are pissed, just like when the Niners threw a fit on the fucking sidelines. And on the field and kicking people and punching people and slamming people on the field with their back turned. He was not just punching the ball, he was punching the dude. That ball out of his hands. Well dude, the defense was being ridiculous after like once they fell below like twenty points 
and the game was starting to wither out, and like the defense was getting called for penalty after penalty after penalty. They just started not giving a fuck. Yeah. They just started throwing guys down on the field and punching shit. It was like they can't accept. You guys it. are just angry, man. And that's the problem is once like a few of the guys on the defense act like that's okay and they're like this is what we're gonna start doing, then of course the other guys are gonna jump in because they're like, well, fuck yeah, I'm pissed too. Let's do that. But it was like, yeah, they made some just really dumb penalties that game. Like, I was watching, like, dude, if I was a fan of San Fran, I'd be so pissed. It's like, they're basically throwing their own game away. They were just yeah, grabbing they, face masks and doing nasty hits. and They had the unfortunate happen when Purdy went down pretty early yeah. in the game. Oh, yeah, that was rough. And me. then they had to have, what's his name, Josh Johnson. I think that was, uh, was something. Fill in. This dude, not having a clue, not even <laughs> remotely thinking it was in the ballpark of being able to play in a fucking NFC championship game. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I got to start warming up. <laughs> You've got to get in the game. It's like, dude, you're the fourth string quarterback. <laughs> You do not imagine that it's going to fall on your shoulders. He's just there chilling, probably eating a granola bar and shit on the oh, bench. Yeah. And they're like, hey, start warming up, man. He's like, looking good. what the fuck? He's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, And not that he wouldn't want to get some snaps in, because I'm sure if you're in the NFL, you do. But if you don't have a chemistry with that team... And now you got to be at the helm at the championship game. It's like, what the fuck? That's dude? the biggest spot of the year. He's, <laughs> he's somehow thrust into it. You almost would have been better by having McCaffrey take over at quarterback. See, at least he's got what, chemistry with the offense. What makes him the next, at, like, after the fourth string? Like, what makes him the most? He probably did some training camps at quarterback. He probably yeah. was quarterback. And maybe like high school or yeah, some yeah, shit, yeah. and then he they might have had him do some reps as a quarterback, like and training just camp to see if he just had to, to do it, yeah. just because I mean they're I'm sure they were like oh you're gonna be running back, but if we have to throw you in for some fucking crazy, you probably reason, do it with one of the best players anyway because they do that. I think every team has that player. Like I know the Patriots used to do that with Julian Edelman. Like he used to be yeah. the guy that sometimes when Brady would randomly Brady would like run a route. Mm-hmm. And Julian Edelman would be the quarterback, and he'd throw the like throw to Brady when he was. That was like weird as fuck. Yeah, that is kind of funny, but it's like in Christian McCaffrey was the the reason they scored in the first motherfucking place. He did McCaffrey you see was that the whole. Did you see the him avoid those tackles? Oh, he got smoked and stayed up. Yeah, he just bounced off and kept going. How? Some running backs are just built different, He's, man. But I see that's why I didn't draft him in fancy. I was just like, I don't. After last year, I don't trust it. Then of course I, I picked Taylor, who is a flop. You flop, dude. You can't really blame Taylor though. Like the Colts team as a whole, they had an flopped fucking year. <laughs> it wasn't very bright. No. Dude, Matt Ryan, again, he had the 27-3 shit that happened against the Patriots. And then he was up, like, what, like, 30-6? to 6? 
on the Vikings going into halftime, and they fucking lost that game, 36-33. How? <laughs> He's got, like, the two, like, biggest comeback victories in NFL history. Okay, he was so. on the opposing side both times. <laughs> he was. He had those comebacks against him. Yeah. Fucking brutal. It's like Matty Ice, probably not the best nickname, man. The guy fucking, he doesn't got ice in his veins. When the pressure's on, he fucking plays. Oh, yeah. yeah. He melts. He just falls apart. Or maybe not, and maybe those are just two things that are on his record forever now, and it's like, God damn it. That's forever going to loom over you, you know? Yeah. What do you think happens with uh, this Rodgers situation? I think he gets traded. Really? More than likely. I think potentially the Raiders. I think he might be with Devontae again. Because, I, I mean, they're moving on from Carr. They're in the definitely in the looks for a new quarterback. So, I don't know, like, I know he would like to play in Denver. I mean, but. They had a fucking bad year. But man. they got Russ, and now they already signed him. To a five-year deal, and he's got guaranteed money. So, if they drop him, they're still going to have to pay him. And I could see, I mean, dude, Russ is a great quarterback. Like, I've always been a fan. He had a horrible year this year. I don't, like, maybe the Seahawks offense was just built for him. But, I don't know. Maybe they're just a great program. Geno Smith had a good year. They made the playoffs. Nobody expected Geno Smith to do shit no. this year. I thought they were going to have at least two to three down years. And yeah, they somehow squeaked in on the final week of the season. And, and the, the Rams playoffs. fell the fuck apart. The Rams had a horrible year. But the Rams also got plagued with a lot of things. Matt yeah. Stafford got and Cooper, Cooper Cup towards ACL. Like, they lost a lot of key weapons in their offense. So, I mean, that's going to hurt you. The uh, the Niners had that quarterback problem, but like they loaded up. I mean, they have some fucking receivers that are yeah. It didn't matter for the Niners. Fuck. They just kept winning. Yeah. It will. I mean, if the if the rest of their offense is that good, even if you know they had Garoppolo, I don't know how how did Trey Lance really even perform whenever he wasn't. Trey Lance was went out like week one. Oh, okay. Or so some he shit. Really fucking do. I think he was out like within the first week or two of the season. For yeah. Sure. And they were set on him being their boy, and it's insane that we ended up getting Josh Johnson in the fucking championship <laughs> game. From uh, the way the year started, I think we're going to roll with them. Garoppolo's going to be the backup. Uh, we're going to go with this guy. It's like, and they're like, we got, they, Purdy was like the last guy picked up in the draft. Yeah. Like, in all of it. Like, the last pick the 49ers had like all last, together. last year. Yeah, he was like in the very last round. And then he ended up taking over at the helm like during the pressure time of the season. And he won like eight games in yeah, a row, he was, didn't he? He went 7-0. and Yeah. Went to the freaking championship. It's like he... There's almost argument for him being somebody after the season. Like he could potentially fight for that starting job next year even. Yeah. Who knows? He carried him through they some got important Lance games. And him. I, 
Jimmy G's fucked. He's in a really fucked predicament now. They were ready to get rid of him before. I think he's good enough to still land somewhere, though. Oh, somebody, yeah, he somebody will. Somebody can use him. He might not land. He's played he in some games. Yeah, he hasn't won the big one, but, like, he's played in some games that he's shown he can be. And he's led teams to playoffs. Yeah. Like, he's, he's done it. He Between the quarterbacks that are there, he's quality enough to start somewhere still. Like, even if he's not there. They'll probably go with Lance or Purdy they next just, year. They're in, in the... See, the thing is... They're in a good situation, like the Niners, but, like, they cannot fucking win the big one. Like, they can't, whatever the pressure's been on. Like, this Niners team, I mean, we'll see though, what They've happens. got to the Super Bowl a decent amount of times within the past, like, decade, you know? They've, they've been twice, and they've been in the playoffs quite a bit. What was the other year uh, besides? They went, like... Against the Ravens in like 13 or 14, one of those years. I think it was 13. Yeah. I was definitely rooting for the Ravens even then. <laughs> I think I was rooting Niners that year. I don't remember, though. I've got kind of a grudge against them now. They fucking keep kicking the Cowboys out of the playoffs. I'm pissed. Plus, I mean, dude, the Niners are just... They're one of those teams, man, where they just, if you're not a fan of them, they're annoying because you got to play them and then yeah. you got, they, they make you play their fucking game. Yeah, that's exactly how it's it is. It's annoying as fuck. You got to play the way the 49ers play. It's yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's never like a high powered offensive no. game no. when you play in the 49ers. It's like, they're run heavy and the defense is stiff, like it's hard as fuck. To move anything against their defense. Yeah, the pieces don't move. And it's like it's never it's never uh, too far above like a 19-0-17 game or whatever, 16. They have long like rushing and short pass drives. They just eat up the clock. Yeah. They don't care about scoring a lot of points as long as they win. It's just like, you guys are annoying as fuck, man. Yeah. They play a <laughs> real fucking like conservative fucking dickhead game. They're good, though. Yeah, that's they, what I'm saying. They like, know they how know how to play their style, and they know how to fucking make you play their style <laughs> of football. It's insane. It's just like, how does everybody score less against them? Everybody, it seems like. But the Eagles yeah. stomped their dick in. Well, that's they just fell apart. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> they fell apart completely. <laughs> that game. Dude. Oh, man. Like, the offense... 31-7. to They were just through the Rolodex of quarterbacks. They're just like, oh, you got a broken arm? <laughs> Get the fuck in there. Like, there was nobody left. Yeah, the defense no. could not quit making penalties. They should have gave McCaffrey the ball. Man. What did he just... Oh, I'm taking this team. That would have been insane if you would have took over and led him to victory at quarterback. <laughs> that would have been fucking nuts. Fifth string... <laughs> Went to the Super Bowl at the helm. <laughs> fucking Christian McCaffrey. If he, if like when the year started, he got signed there, he ends up the quarterback starting this bowl. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> I'd be like, the Chiefs are going to kick the fuck out of these guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's no way. He'd run it a fuckload, though. Like, Lamar or... Oh, yeah, he he would be a lot of rushing quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts fucking runs the shit out of it, too. There's a lot of them that do now. Cam Newton did for a while when he was at his peak. Yeah. Guys like Josh Allen and shit, though, it's like... 
they'll go on some runs and then they they won't even try to get out of bounds or like try to avert the tackle. They'll just get smoked. It's like, dude, you're the quarterback. You got to do a lot of shit, man. You shouldn't be out here taking these heavy. Burrow fucking gets hits. sacked all the fucking time. Yeah, he Burrow gets fucking sacked. That's the difference. That ain't even on him. Yeah. That's well, fucking yeah, just on his offensive that's line. That's what I'm saying. Like, he is going to get injured if he fucking keeps taking these hits. Yeah. His offense, he got this, sacked the most the same last problem year. last year, too. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't they get him some protection? He needs to freak in. Beg for that. That's what they need to do in the draft this year. Just get some, like, offensive They have linemen. perfectly fine wide receivers. They have... Fucking Higgins would be a number one a lot of other places. Yeah. So Tyler Boyd could be a great receiver anywhere else, too. Jamar Chase, fantastic. And him and Burrow got great chemistry. Yeah. Well, they've been I mean, together forever. Yeah. They've been together since college. And that really helps. Yeah. But the Bengals, man, they fell short of the mark. Yeah, it's those fucking referees. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about NFL referees? Wow. <laughs> um, I'm going to say fair. I think they, yeah. I mean, they take some shit from the fans, yeah. but... Yeah. Fans that wouldn't know how to ref a game... If their oh, fucking no. ass depended on it. And I mean, it's it's easy to talk shit from your couch when you see <laughs> when you see the camera angle of all the shit. They yeah. don't see the camera angle. No. They're watching on the field as the shit happens. Yeah, it's like these are some of the most elite coaches in the world with the best training. You think you could officiate? I could do it, but no, you couldn't. <laughs> what kind of training do you have? Let's get fat ass, drunk ass <laughs> yeah. Phil out there. <laughs> Try to let his ass officiate the game. See how it goes. Are you drunk? No, I'm just exhausted because I've been up all night drinking. <laughs> it's like exactly. You don't know how to fucking score. And most these, most of the NFL fans, like, and I'm one of them. When we sit around, I but I don't the blame the refs. No. But we watch the game eating a fuckload of chips and salsa and bullshit and drinking beers and all oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> we fucking act like we're the experts from the damn armchair. But no, but like, <laughs> I'm not claiming that, but I will say... People that always blame the refs have that mentality, though, yeah. where they're like, they know what the oh, fuck yeah. they're talking well, no, about. No, it's just like, I don't, like, I can be, I'm going to be passionate about my opinions. Oh, yeah. Because I care about my shit and my team and, like, just the shit that... Or, like, whatever we talk about. But I'm, like, I'm gonna be emotionally invested if I care about it that much. But it doesn't mean that I think just because a call went against my shit... Like, I'll assess it for myself and be like, okay, well, that was an obvious against even my team call. And that was fucking stupid. You know what I mean? You can see it with the footage now. It's like, it's not... It's not 1934 where it looks like garbage. You know what I mean? Or like an Android phone that looks like Civil War footage. <laughs> I saw a meme. The reason I said that was about. I think was, I saw that. It said, "I want Android users to realize that their snaps look like a Civil War footage." <laughs> I just thought that was funny as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but the uh, 
Anyway, no. Hey, man, that's like, why I don't offer to take the pictures ever. <laughs> I'm willing to get the picture sent to me. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, it's not like you can't see the plays play out clearly now. You know what I mean? You mul- Most of the time, they have multiple camera angles. Oh, the refs fucked us! No, they didn't. The, you were just mad that the call didn't go your way. Like the Niners, when they threw a bitch fit on the field, it got yeah. penalized. I mean, I do get how it can be really frustrating, though, if it is your team, and for sure the yeah. refs did fuck something up. Because I've had that happen throughout my history of being a fan. It's, it's crazy to believe. Like, that was some bullshit. That was clearly a fucked up call, but it's like, it's going to happen. Yeah. They're gonna uh, they're gonna fuck things up out there because it's it's literally things are moving like when you're down there they're moving like a mile a minute and you gotta watch the shit as it's happening and call it immediately so it's like it's not always gonna be right that's why they got instant replays and all this shit if it really seems like it's close enough but it does feel like refs even when they don't it feels like they have favoritism sometimes because you're like. Like, that's, the Bengals touchdown getting called back against the Bills and shit. You're like, was it, though? There's just times where there are things that happen where you're like, it almost seems like they're trying to make this fucking, like, a closer game and shit. Yeah, well, I don't know. But no, I don't think that they, like, rig the shit. No. They still, it's still got to play out on the field. Like, how can it? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just sometimes these things happen, you know. Just there's gonna be miss miss calls. I'm I'm I stand by fair. Yeah. I think they do the best job they can. They don't always get it right. Like I said, eventually robots will be doing the officiating. There'll be a lot less fuck ups. What do you think? Yeah, probably fair. I think that, like, there are times that they piss me off or, like, that I don't know about some of the calls they make, but, I mean, I don't think anybody could do a better job necessarily, you know? I think that they're, like, they're trained in their shit and they know what they're doing. It's just they're frustrating sometimes. Yeah. So, fair, I guess. At the end of the day, too, it's like, when are you going to, when are people just going to stop making excuses, though? It's like... This isn't the reason every single time why your fucking team lost. Yeah. It just isn't. <laughs> but what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's like maybe they just weren't good enough. I can't imagine the Bills in the like early 90s when they got to the Super Bowl four years in a row and lost every year. Be like, the fucking refs, man! Is that what happened? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They lost four years in a row? They lost, like, four Super Bowls very close together, if not in a row. Oh, my God. Under the Jim Kelly. He was great, but he never fucking sealed the deal. Couldn't win the big one? He got him there, though. I'll give him that. Won a lot of NFC champion or AFC championships. Buffalo Bills Super Bowl appearances. Haven't got one yet under the Josh Allen era. Nope. Even though every year it's supposedly his year. Dude, this year felt like it could be, and then it just was not. No. It felt like it really could be in the works. It's like, if it's not this year, is it going to happen? That's kind of the way I felt. 
That's the uh, I'm gonna throw mine out there then now because we're gonna stay in the football vein of things. Um, right. It's like we were talking about, like you know, me and you had our preferences. I wanted the Niners to get eliminated. I wanted the Eagles. To, not necessarily that I that I love the Eagles, but I did want the Eagles to go. I think this Eagles team is exciting, loaded with offensive weapons, a good defense, a really good defense. And Jalen Hurts is only in his second year as starting quarterback. Like, and he's got some fucking talent. Like, he's a running, he's a passing quarterback. I think he's got a lot of tools to be to make that team great. I mean, how many games did they win this year? They went like thirteen yeah, and zero yeah. before they lost a game. Yeah, they, they go fourteen and three. They were something like that. I think they, yeah, they won quite a bit. Of they games played some week. exciting football, and they lost to the Commanders. Uh, and so far, out of anybody in the playoffs, they beat the shit out of their teams. Oh, yeah, more than anybody. Thirty-eight to seven and thirty-one to seven. Yeah, like ridiculous. Yeah, so I don't think they're they're here for no bullshit. Like, so, but it is at the same time. I was kind of like it felt like the Bengals year in part. To me, at least, I was saying that in the last two to three weeks, and obviously that was wrong. The Chiefs fucking overcame him. Pat Mahomes for the first time beat Joe Burrow, and not only that, but he got revenge and the rematch game from last year's AFC Championship game. And Burrow took his first loss to Pat Mahomes' Chiefs since the Joe Burrow era has begun in uh, Cincinnati. And what's interesting is that game was won by three, and all three games, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's what I've been told, um, were won by three that yeah. the that the Bengals won. So they played some close games. Yeah, I know for and sure Joe, the AFC Championship last year was by three. And Joe didn't give it up. And, like, so, I mean, the fact that Pat, even on a kind of a bummed ankle, can get the job done, still cement the place and go to the Super Bowl and fucking... I think it's going to be... Oh, so my good, the bad, and the shits topic is really now what we've ended up with. Overrated, underrated, or fair. A Kansas City Chiefs versus Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57. I mean, before I hop into this, I do want to say, because I did find it. Yes, the Bills did appear in four consecutive Super Bowls, and they lost all four of them. What were they against? In 25, 26, 27, and 28, which would have been 1990, 91, 92, and 93. They lost to the Giants, the Redskins, and then two to the Cowboys. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) And what, that 94 one was like the Cowboys' last one? Or they win a 90? No, I'm pretty sure they won. We talked about that earlier. Um, no, I think it was '93 because this was was it marking the 30 year mark this year of them being champions. '93 to '23. Oh no, that would be yeah, 30 years. That's how long it's been since the Cowboys won. Yeah, I believe so. Damn. Who won in '96? I was going over uh, with this. <sighs> Somebody oh, from work before. And I was just like, I thought that they said that the Cowboys had won that year. And I was like, my, my exact reaction was gross. The Cowboys won the year I was born? I hope not. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's, that's what Super I'm saying. Bowl 30. 
So it was, X, but X, that X. was for the '95 '96 season. Yeah, the '95 season. So, but they the won it. Oh my god! Yeah, I thought for some reason that's a gross. I remember them saying maybe it was because uh, I remember it being a big deal that it was the 30 year mark this year. That must have been the last one they won. Two Bowl thirty. Fuck yeah, they did. That was the Aikman era. Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. They still had the team, though, then. So you, uh, are you excited about it? Yeah, I mean, you can't... Neither of them are my team, necessarily. Like, I don't really care that much about either of these teams, all that. Like, I'm a fan of football, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I, you know, you can't deny these teams this season. They both were the number one seeds in their conference. They were both great teams. And they both showed it in the playoffs. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, yeah, I think it'll be exciting. It should be a good game. Yeah. I, I should hope so. Like, I think it'll I, be an offensive game, hopefully. Hopefully we see something fucking good. And if the Eagles allow it, I mean, if the Eagles' defense is stern, I don't know, though, man. The Pat, he, Pat has got a lot of ways to be, and he... And he's been there, and you he, know? Yeah, and he's he knows it. Props to Jalen Hurts for fucking carrying him to this, you know. I mean, he got hurt, too, at one point, but, like, this Jaylen team Hurts. is really his fucking team. He's on a rocky uh, road to getting here, too. Like, yeah. he was originally on Alabama in college, and they dropped him. And he ended up landing at Oklahoma and then working his way to being the starter. And now he's fucking in the Super Bowl of the Eagles, you know? He's got his so, like, job. He's got heart, for sure. Yeah. And he's fucking stuck with it. I don't know. I think, it, I mean, part of me wants to root for the Eagles because, I don't know, I guess I'm just like, Living in St. Louis has made me anti-Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't hate the Chiefs. Like, I don't deny their talent. They're just... Yeah. I, I find myself rooting against them a lot. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. just times where I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I'd rather this team win. It's never that I'm like, fuck the Chiefs. I hate them. But it's more, <laughs> it's more just like, yeah, I think I'd rather... But, I mean, Mahomes is great. Yeah. Kelsey's potentially the best tight end of all time. You know, like they've got great, and Pacheco's really showed up this year. Like they lost Hill, you know, they didn't hurt The him. team that they usually, that they used to have is not the team they have now, and they're still in the Super Bowl. So Dude, that's like, saying some shit. That's the thing. You can't even, <clears throat> like, nobody can really deny that it's. Either it's regardless, they may have only taken one of those Super Bowls home thus far, but they made it to the AFC Championship game five years in a row. Like, yep. that's consistency. Like, they've been consistently a good fucking team the whole time. They picked up where the Patriots, like how they you know were in it every year. A lot of Super Bowls. I mean, they actually took home. Not that the yeah. Chiefs can't. If Pat stays healthy, like, they can... Who the fuck knows how many Super Bowls they could potentially win. And he's on, like, a 10-year contract. And he's only, like, 27. Yeah. So, 
And he's only in like what his third year of that or something. Yeah, that contract. So, I mean, if him and Andy Reid stay together, who knows? Yeah, all the other pieces could leave. I mean, I still think Patrick Mahomes could get some fucking wins and get to the playoffs. Yeah. You know? The question is, is it time again this year? The last time they won was, what, the 2021? Or no? Yeah, no, 2020. Where they beat the Niners. Thankfully, I had the cheat. That was, you know, and I'm kind of debating because... More than what I root for, I'm kind of just thinking. I'm like, what am I gonna, what am I gonna say at the end of the day? Who am I gonna predict? How, which way is this thing gonna go? It's gonna be a fun game, though. I think. I like both yeah. teams. I don't love both teams. I definitely don't hate both teams. Both teams are fun to watch. So that's why I, I 100% think it'll be a, a good Super Bowl. That's the thing I thought about. Like, I don't know if there's an NFL team I necessarily hate that I'm like, fuck this team. I will always root against them. Like, if I really sat down and thought about it, there probably would be teams that I would always root against. But I like them both. Uh, yeah, there's not really a team that I'm like, meh. But I do think I might have to go with the Eagles this time just because it'd be a cool journey. Yeah. And this is a, a lot totally different the Kelsey Eagles team. Ball. This is a totally different Eagles team than fucking whatever Nick Foles fucking won in 2018. That was insane. Yeah. That was a wild fucking experience because it was against, like, Brady's Patriots and shit. Uh-huh. Just, like, Nick Foles came out of nowhere, took the team over, and fucking <laughs> took him to the Super Bowl. Because Wins was the quarterback, <coughs> wasn't he? Yeah, he was That's, the quarterback. He had a drop-off, like, of... He just was so injury-prone. Mm-hmm. Like, he kept getting fucking hurt. And he couldn't get shit done at quarterback. He just no. once he like had suffered so many injuries, and then he's bouncing from teams. Like his best run was with the Eagles at the beginning of his career, when everybody thought he might be fucking a big thing. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what happened. It's like what the fuck? I think about that sometimes with the players. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like you were, you were it. You were there. You did the shit. Like what? Like, Wentz, I felt that way about. Like, fucking Cam Newton, I felt that way about. Like, just occasionally there's a player that comes along and they have it for, like, a couple seasons. And they take an injury or, like, something happens, they have a bad season, and then they just never get it back. It's It's like, it's just a mentality thing or what the fuck? Like, I don't know. For Cam, it probably was. It probably broke him. He's like, fuck, like, once he lost it. He was an emotional player. Oh, yeah, he was all about pride. That's Stefan Diggs now. Stefan Diggs has got a whole lot of fucking pride. Like, he's always very upset about losses and shit. Yeah. I heard, like, when the Bills lost, did you see, like, him and Josh Allen on the sideline and shit? Uh Uh-uh. Like, Stefan Diggs was on the sideline, like, yelling and shit, and then he, like, came up to Josh, and he was, like, yelling at him, and Josh was just kind of, like, looked at him and, like, Shook his head, and then like looked back down at the tablet and shit. Stefan like stormed off, and I'd heard Josh saying in interviews before he was like, he's a very he's like, 
he's the best receiver I could ever ask for on a team. He's like I'm thankful for him every day. He's like he is a very illustrated, colorful, and expressive player. He's like he's very into what he does. He's like it can be a little too much sometimes. He's like, but I wouldn't trade him for the world. Yeah. But freaking apparently after that game, Stefan freaking went into the locker room, gathered all his shit and left before the team even got back there. <laughs> Just didn't want to interact with anybody. I, He's, and he, like, tweeted out about, like, apparently he might be freaking done with the Bills. I don't know what's going on with that shit. Damn. It's crazy because <laughs> people just don't. And, I, I mean, I'm not in their shoes, you know, but it's just stuff like that. They're like, Even if they're good and still had, a for the most part, a you know, great year, a solid year or whatever, it's just like, oh, I'm fucking done with this. Like, this place, bunch of fucking losers here. <laughs> just like, you're done. It's like only one team can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> but, uh, man, yeah. Yeah, it's... Dude, like, just the amount of coaches, like, they get fired at. Ah! This piece of shit! Dude, being a coach of a professional sports team, no matter what league. Yeah. But especially, like, football. Gotta be the most stressful job on the planet. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're not fucking performing... They'll get rid of your ass mid-season. They're like, you're fucking out of here. <laughs> they swap out fucking coaches so fast. Oh, yeah. That's like the first thing they blame on teams. They're like, we're not winning. It's all your goddamn Yeah, fault. after the refs. <laughs> get out of here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's everything. Like, <laughs> all the pages you see. The refs, yeah, the refs are blamed for the game, for the big games, and the fucking coaches are blamed for the fucking, a lot of the season. If you see, like, a sports league, if you follow, like, a specific team on social media, and the team is having a terrible year, you'll just see all the fans coming, they're like, fire, blah, 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 whoever the coach is. It's always fire him. Occasionally it'll be get rid of the quarterback, but most of the time it's fire the head coach. There are times you can tell, though. Like, Zach Wilson with the Jets. I don't know about it, man. Doesn't feel right. Yeah, if Rodgers went there, I could see that too. That's what I mean. I could see him go to the Jets or the Raiders. Because apparently, at first, the Packers said they didn't want to trade him within their fucking conference. Which, in itself, is some bullshit. It's like, what, you don't want to have to play him? Like, what? Why don't you want to trade him within the conference? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Trade him to Dallas, damn it. I'm just, I, I don't want to give up on Dak. But I man. wouldn't be totally opposed to him going to the Jets, honestly. I could maybe see that. You know what would be really funny, though? Isn't that what Favre? That's exactly what Favre would Yeah. Do. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. That, that would be. And then if you went to the Vikings after that? <laughs> I hope not. No, no Vikings I, guy? I don't really dislike the Vikings, but once like again, the they got showed... They got shown, man. They got showed up. Yeah, don't have it. It's Kirk. <laughs> the <laughs> Bills, the Niners, you know, and then the Niners. Like, 
The Niners, I think, shocked people with how far they made it with such an injured team. The Bills and the Vikings both were like, you guys were so hyped during the season. It's probably worse for the Vikings because they were freaking one and out. It would have been crazy if the Bills... The Bills almost lost to the Dolphins with a third-string quarterback. Yeah. Didn't they win that one by, like, three? By a field goal, yeah. 34-31. It's like the Dolphins fucking stuck in there with a third-string quarterback and a hurt running back. That should have let me know right there that it wasn't going to be the Bills' year. (laughs) Yeah. No, they didn't have that solid of an outing, like... Early in the playoffs. But, I mean, the Bengals barely beat the Ravens. So, I thought, eh. They've been playing some damn good football, though. Yeah. The 49ers and the Bengals played the best football at the end of the year of any team. Yeah. They went undefeated for a long time, both those teams. What do you, uh... What do you think about the Super Bowl, though? I think it's fair. I mean, I'm not... I'm not overly hyped, necessarily, because I'm not entirely invested in either of these teams, but also, they're arguably, like, arguably the best overall teams in both the conferences this year. They've proven it all the year. Chief, and the Chiefs are resilient, like, almost no matter what happens. Though, they have the Chiefs are always there. around... Yeah. The Eagles have had an incredible season. So. They have, like, not even just won games. I mean, they've fucking punched people's lights out. Yeah, they've, like. They've dominated some games. Yeah. So. It should be entertaining. Yeah. So I'd say fair. It should be a good, good game. It's maybe not necessarily the Super Bowl I was hoping for at the beginning mm-hmm. of the playoffs, for sure. But. I mean, it should be a good, a good watch. Hey, if they made it this far, I mean, they fought it out with the best of them, and like literally, if those were the two number one seeds, it's like they stuck it out, and they both proved that you know after the playoff, like they still stuck in there. One to go. Most important game, yeah. biggest fucking game of the year, biggest event of the year, really, and most watched. Dude, the Monday after Super Bowl should be a holiday, man. Everybody gets together. Everybody gets together. Everybody's out late. Everybody's drinking. For the just make it a holiday. Um, do you want to do one more of yours, or do you want to take a break first? Uh, I guess we can go. I don't really care either way. It's up to you. We can take a break, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, let's just, <laughs> let's just call it for now, and we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we 
we have returned from our break, and it is time for more exciting good, the bad, and the shits rounds here. I believe I was up, right? You are up. Hop right back into it here. Give us your second one for the old day. Kind of switch gears a little. Since it just passed, we had the good old Royal Rumble pay-per-view. An all-time classic. What do you think of the number 30 in the Royal Rumble? Is it overhyped? Is it overdone? Overplayed? Well, with Cody's win, it just technically just surpassed the amount of people that wanted number one because last year Brock wanted number 30. Cena mm -hmm. wanted 30 in 08. And yeah. then the year before that, Taker won at 30. And already by that point, Michaels had won at 30, or no, at number one in 95, I believe, right? Because I don't think it was the year that he won the world title. It should have been, but I don't think it was. Yeah, I think it I think he was number yeah. one in 90, yeah, and he won in 95. Because he still had that title shot, he faced Diesel. Yeah. And he got beat in Mania. He should, like, that would have, it was awesome that he won it against Brett, but it's almost like that was kind of silly. Um, and then, of course, Thou Shall Not Be Named, Chris Benoit won it at number one. And then, didn't Edge win it at number one? Just a few years ago? Yeah, I think he was one. Yeah. Wasn't he? Or was I think he two? So. I think he was one. Yeah. Which is really the same number, it's just technically, yeah. like, you have your entrance first. Yeah, you're starting the match the same. Yeah. So, one and two, it should, it's basically the same. They're pretty shit. interchangeable. And Ray won at two in 06. Um, so, my point was, number 30 just won, just now, with Cody's win, surpassed the amount of times it won. Granted, Edge just added to that resume... A few years ago, and Brock just added to number 30's resume again last year. So officially, 30's won four times, number 1's won once. It's the first time ever that 30 is pulled ahead and then won ahead of yeah. one in the uh, the all-time rankings. And I think, what, number 27's produced the, the most, most winners still. And what's funny is nobody's won at 27 since, like, Steve Austin in, like, 01. So nobody's even added the, to that in, like, 22 years. Yeah, I wonder if it's still holding up as that. I think it is, though. What's that? Number 27 being the most won. It was four spot. times, but now 30 <laughs> is four also. Yeah. That's the thing, though. Like, obviously, everybody wants the 30th spot. Yeah, you have to it's, deal with the, the most hyped spot to get, and mm -hmm. it's, like, the most talked about. Like, oh, like, guys and girls, like, always compete. It seems like for the number 30 spot before yeah. the show and shit. Like, you know who's 30 a lot of and times. And the match had already been going on for <coughs> 45, 50 minutes, you know, before they're in there. It's either you know who 30 is, or 30 is a surprise return. Or, like, a returning competitor. A lot of times it's that way. Like, Brock, I guess, wasn't that way, but it was a surprise. Because he was in the show earlier in the title match and shit. Cena was returning. Cody was returning. Even though you already knew he was coming back. Yeah. So by the time he hadn't came out yet, by like fucking 27, you were like, yeah, he's going to be 30. 
I was still thinking they might swerve and be like 29 just so 30 yeah. didn't get another one or something and then, you know, bring somebody else out. But whenever they left it to no option, it was pretty obvious. Uh, I That being said, I do think this WrestleMania story with Cody and pursuing the title and everything is a pretty enthralling scenario, you know what I mean? Because... I mean, even D- Dusty, he was in his later years, or he was in WWE and shit like that, and, you know, he was he never won the title. Yeah. Gold Dust, as we know. Outstanding character. Character work. Like, Dustin yeah. Rhodes is a great wrestler, mm. but he never won the big one. So it's just nope. like, it's a cool story, I feel like, to be going after for this whole Cody thing. Like, the whole finish the story thing. Like, what he's fucking set out to do. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Um... And it would be fun because it not only did he did he go elsewhere and try to you know win championship belts and and wrestle some of the best wrestlers in the world, but like he helped create his own wrestling company, which is now the number two promotion, I would say by and large. I mean, there's I guess there's an argument maybe for like New Japan, but I feel like the market for AEW is just absolutely got to be second biggest. Overall, yeah. compared to WWE, WWE is obviously still number one, but it's. I mean, who knows? In the yeah, but world, he created like, Japan. He helped. You know what I mean? He fucking he he did all this. Yeah. The company is still going strong, still hiring new talent and whatnot, and he's not there anymore. No. So that's crazy. It's like he went off and did something completely he different. Started their rival. Yeah. Now he's back. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he was pretty, like, bitter towards the company for a while. He smashed the throne. Yeah. So it is kind of like, it was surreal to see him come back. And a lot of people were not on board at first, because they are like, come on, like, you fucking, you were, like, one of the leaders of the revolution. Like, you, like, fucking revolted against the shit and left and did your own thing. So people weren't cool with them being like, oh, I'm going to come back. Maybe I'll get booked better if people like me. See, a lot of people are pointing fingers at the elite for stuff like that. And, you know, just saying, like, you know, because with the punk stuff, too, like, that's kind of what punk was bitching about. And them and, you know, the backstage politics part of it. Yeah. So at what point you almost got to wonder, you know, what, I mean, what was the friction, you know what I mean, between Cody and the Bucks or, like, if they just... They like he was going off and doing all the other stuff for AEW, like the advertisements and trying to get them, you know, notoriety and everything. Yeah, he was like <clears throat> doing a lot of stuff with TBS mm-hmm. because that was like trying know, to get his face on. familiarized with, yeah. the, with the network. Yeah, I don't know if they were just like more willing and in cahoots with the independent guys, you know. Because that was, like, their dudes. But they kind of had their group already, the elite, and they were, Mm -hmm. like, in charge. So they kind of... Maybe they just made Cody feel more like a background dude. Since he wasn't necessarily part of that clique. See, Cody even said, like, he could have went over there and made himself champion. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't, though. No. Which, honestly, was surprising. (laughs) I thought he would have a run. Yeah. 
But it got to a point where fans, like, turned on his ass. Yeah, that was, like, early last year. It was about a year ago. And it was just kind of like... I mean, too well when it re-exited. Yeah. And I guess it was just because they felt like he wasn't the wrestling guy anymore. Like, he wasn't there every week fucking doing the shit, Mm -hmm. taking the reps, being in matches, being on TV. It was like, dude, he's the one fucking... Trying to promote the company. Like, somebody's yeah. got to do that. Maybe they felt like he was going after his own sort of individual, his you know, fame or whatever. Trying to make himself a name. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, and he had every right to do that and try to be the face of the company considering <coughs> he fucking started the company. So, I... Yeah. I mean, he had to get the backing and funding of, of Tony Khan and everything, but... Yeah. He... I mean, he put in the work. I mean, I think that him being coming back at the Rumble was neat. I don't know if I necessarily thought that it was the best move to have him be 30 or not. I guess since it was, like, his first match back, they didn't want to give him, like, a long-ass match. Mm-hmm. But And they did the whole thing where they put him up against, you know, even though Gunther came in at number one and he had some... Some sort of insurmountable odds, like he kept going after his chest and his pecs and everything and just chopping the shit out of him and just giving him a fight. But you still, you know, it's like he made it that far. Um, and you really, at a certain point you had to have known, you know what I mean, it's it's Cody's time. Like, yeah. and, it, and it does make sense, I think. I think the only way it makes sense is if you have him take the belts now, or one of the belts, or however they do it. Because uh, I've heard speculation of, it getting split up and then night one being one championship match, night two being another, like but I think they're gonna do something different with <laughs> Owens and Zane, like that's what I they're could gonna be definitely see it being a six man like tornado situation maybe with one like, the, the other night. And, and that's the thing it could be Roman if it's solo <coughs> and Jimmy versus Jay, Kevin and Sammy. Potentially. I've heard that if they have the Cody versus Roman match night two, and Roman does work something else night one, yeah, that gives him some sort of a an excuse, yeah, why he lost, you know, or why, especially if they make it like an extreme rules tornado tag, no holds barred, yeah. kind of situation that could be interesting and cool. And My tribal chief, and it could give reasoning like, oh, Roman's coming to the match. He's got taped up ribs. He's all beat. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, they can really go a lot of scenarios, but this Zane stuff is some of the most interesting stuff I guess I've seen. Like, because apparently the crowd loves it. Yeah, they're behind <coughs> it. Because it's keeping the bloodline stuff interesting while Roman's away. You know, he's not there all the time. Mm-hmm. So they're finding, like, other things. And the whole, like, Sammy and Kevin kind of, like, putting that as the opposition to Roman so it's like now he's got to fucking deal with that like is he gonna have the gall to beat up his best friend to fucking get initiated into this tribe yeah (laughs) that he wants in so badly but now yeah it's like all turmoil like Sammy's obviously out of that he's not a part of the Uso when Jay left Jay walks out. I'm pretty sure he posted, I'm out, or something like that. (coughs) Yeah, so he's probably 
going to walk away from that, too. Yeah, he's going to team up with Sammy and Kevin. I think they're going to do something with those six. I don't think any title will be on the line. That's why I don't know if, like, they're going to have the title on the line. If they're going to just have one belt on the line against Cody, if they're going to have both the belts on the line against Cody, because it's like, do you want to just have them defend one of the belts at Mania? Mm -hmm. If they do both, then I think it's less likely Cody walks away with a win. Just because they're fucking, they don't want Roman to drop both the belts, seems like. <coughs> but it's like, what, who the hell do you want this guy to lose to? Like, are you holding out for fucking someone to come back from the grave? To beat this dude? Since they, since he's had both, they haven't done a match where both of them haven't been on the line. Like, whenever he's done. Yeah. You know, he's done it. But really, the Universal is the one that he's held for a long-ass time. You know what I mean? He has, like, he's only held the WWE since Lesnar had it going into Mania last yeah. year. So it'd be about a year run with it. Which is yeah. still a long-ass time. Yeah. So... The Universal, it's been since, like, what, sometime in, like, 19, maybe? A fucking long time, yeah. yeah. Very long time. Through COVID, through all of it, the dude's just been holding it down. Which is insane. Because, it, because it's like, we it almost feels like we're back at the same place that we were with the whole Lesnar situation. In ways, because it's like Roman's not there that much either anymore. No. So it's like he's been like filming stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, doing different things. I think he's been in like yeah, some TV or movies or something. Or he was just on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <clears throat> the number thirty spot. The number thirty spot. I would say. I mean, it took him a long time for the number thirty spot to really be. The advantage, I think it inevitably became within the Rumble, or at least that's the way they selected it based on the winners they picked and when they had them enter the match. But I would probably say fair, because in the world of wrestling, it makes sense for number 30 for you to be the, you know, or like even in a shoot fight, if something like that happened, it's like, you're, of course, if you're fucking coming in last. Like, you got the upper hand, like, you're fresh, and everybody else has already been in there. Granted, the, the 29th person only for a little bit longer than you, um, and so forth. But, like, you still, <coughs> nobody else. Like, you, you can come in with a burst of energy and fucking start eliminating people. Yeah, and you don't got to worry about anybody coming no. in after you. And no, yeah, so. Or, you know, you just hang outside the outside of the ring and fucking wait for some more people to get thrown over the rope. Yeah. Like, I'm going to wait for it to come down in the final one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would I would probably say fair. Because I don't think they ever overdid it. You know what I'm saying? It just now got to the point where it's realistically, you know, it would win more than one. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and a lot of other numbers and whatnot. So it's kind of now it's like basically tied for the most number 30 and number 27. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with fair. Which being one, winning from one is a really cool storyline, but they should keep that to a minimum. Like you shouldn't overdo that one. No, well they didn't do it until Edge, and then they just did it with Rhea though too. Yeah, 
Um, I'm going to tie this into mine, which is part-time wrestlers in a premier spotlight position. Like meaning, right? meaning, yeah. <laughs> Whether they have the world title, I mean, just them, like, here's the way I guess you can frame it. Them being in the big matches, the big main events, the big pay-per-views, especially, like, you know, stuff like Mania, like, part-timers. Now, is there value? Is there value enough to where they don't have to be present as much because they're going to draw the hype and the name, you know, they're going to put the S's in the seats? I mean, I guess each, you know, main event player, main event wrestler is different uh, in certain ways, but... It's like if their if their merits speak for themselves and they don't have to be there wrestling every week for it to work. Is that as respectable as somebody that that works all the time? You know what I mean? Or should it be more of a loving? You know, lo- like. But the thing is, is like sometimes you know you want to shock everybody and bring back somebody that clearly. Because even when Edge came back, like he he was pretty, he's been pretty much full time when he's been here. But then he's taken a few months off at a time as well. Yeah, and I mean he's older. You know what I mean? Like so, some of those people, it kind of makes sense. Like you know, obviously, whenever Goldberg came back or Taker during all of his final years. Uh, granted, There's times where it makes sense, like yeah, veterans and, and shit. Granted, they didn't. They didn't put the belt on Taker yeah. or anything like that. It's, he just had some high profile matches. Um, but he earned that, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, like, people wanted to see, there's a reason why it's like, for a long time, whenever the streak was going on, they're like, oh, it's world title match, world title match, and they're like, Taker's match, and like, Taker usually had like, the most personal, like, best feud going into Mania for years at a time. Yeah. I think that's just the world of WWE that we're in nowadays is like... Their main forefront champions are kind of like multi-platform celebrities. Like mm-hmm. they, they usually have those guys. They just they want their name and the notoriety of the face of their company out there enough to where they're willing to give them some time off to let them be in movies or appear on fucking and to pull more shows. eyes. And yeah, so people know yeah. them. And they then they're invested in them. Yeah. They went normal. That's the same reason why they plaster that big ass WWE logo on the belt instead of having yeah. an old school championship belt. It's, and I mean that's what made I feel like a guy like Cena as special as he was because he did all that shit, but he was still there all the time somehow. Yeah, like he appeared in a bunch of shit. He made some movies. Yeah, he, he was he in every sh- fucking main event against yeah. everybody, and he still was always there for Raw. And for the pay-per-view, I just feel like there, it, you can't ask guys to do what Cena did anymore, necessarily. It's like there's not guys that will have a schedule like that or a contract like that. Because once you do get in that prime you know, spotlight and you, you, get, you get the interviews and you go on Fallon and you go on fucking all these talk shows and shit... Yeah, you just start getting known. And you yeah, start, so more people want you're in the inner piece circle. of your time. You're more of a celebrity. Yeah, then you know. But that's who's being asked to carry the ball. The thing is, is like during when Steve was on top and The Rock, 
And you know what I'm saying? They they did all that shit, the magazine shoots and the this and that and the talk shows and the fucking early morning shows and the you know what I mean? Um they did all of it. But obviously, you know, Cena did it too for a long time. He was there for a long time when nobody mm-hmm. else could fucking quite carry the ball that was still around. And uh you know, and Hogan obviously did all the shit too. Yeah. So I just feel like nowadays it's just at a place where you're not going to get a face like that. You know? Not for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Like, Hogan and Cena stand out because they did it for so damn long. And Cena is almost even more shocking because it's like, it was the fucking modern era of shit. Where it's like, they did house shows, they did Raws, they he did Smackdowns, they did pay-per-views. And he had to do all the appearances for shit. And he had Make-A-Wish. And it was just like, how the, how you on radio in the morning, and then you fucking, you do a Make-A-Wish thing for lunch, you go out and have lunch with a kid, then you're at Raw, then you're on the late night show with Jimmy Fallon, it's like, how the fuck is that a day? He was, he was asked a lot of, like, yeah, you know what I mean, like, I, I don't know, I don't know if, like, a lot of people can handle a fucking load like that. No, I, I don't think that it it's, like should necessarily be asked of anybody nowadays, but it is frustrating in ways when you grow up with the champions being you know there all the time and it builds the storyline and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck, and you get to see Well, they're like a fighting champion. And they're there and you get to see the belt all the time because they're there flashing it around and it's like a prominent forefront part of the show, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, now it's not that. Like, the storyline's still looming and it builds, especially with, like, Roman, because he has the whole bloodline, and the bloodline's there all the time, so they kind of keep that going. Yeah. But it's like... Like with Brock, too. It was like, yeah, they built it, and you knew, like, oh, this is his next contender at Survivor Series or whatever, but it's like, yeah, we got fucking two months till that... (laughs) Like, Brock's yeah. going to be here, like, maybe the Raw before. That was absurd when he went away with his belt. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, I don't know. Like, there's an argument to be made for it, like we were saying, you know. Like, I get why they do it. They're trying to make their face the champion, like. Like the face, you know. A celebrity. Yeah. Like, basically, like, an actual face that people recognize yeah. that aren't wrestling fans. When you know? it's gonna be and they don't necessarily do it with all of them, but they do they do it with the ones that they're like, okay, this is our next gen guy. You know what I mean? This is the guy that's gonna care. And I think honestly Austin and Rock would have done it for longer. Like but yeah. Austin had his injuries and Rock had bigger aspirations after he had done almost all the accolades yeah, in the business. He got yeah pulled away, so like yeah. his his mind was just somewhere else eventually, and then yeah. Stone Cold yeah he didn't really pop till he was a little older, and his body was already getting broken, so it was like he wasn't like a mania sensa- like a mega sensation till he was already fucked up kind of, so the bionic redneck. Well, it was <laughs> it it like it was growing already, and then that Owen shit just. That was the main shit that kind of made it worse, but yeah. he wasn't like he, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was he was going into his 
prime years, and a lot of times yeah, it was later, growing. To that. And a lot of times they're later than than other people. I mean, Rock hit some of his prime wrestling years fucking early, but some oh, guys yeah. don't get into their like Roman now. I don't know how old he is thirty six or thirty, you know, whatever the fuck, maybe older than that. Um, but a lot of times they say now it's 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 whenever you do have. 15 years seasoning, you know what I'm saying, 16, you know, like, you're deep in, and you have the experience to have these fucking big yeah. quality matches, you know what I mean, 20 years in, like, uh, Well, you have to believably be the fucking... And you have to look face. polished in there, Yeah, you know what I mean, and some of these guys, like, they eventually get there, and it just looks, they're a ring general, you know what I mean? Um, That's Gunther's role. And I He's think I think for what they did, I do think Austin and Rock did you know one hell of a job, and and yeah, I think yeah, the era is undeniable. Who knows? Yeah, well, and that's the thing. They were in the era where they had to fight to survive because they were going to get put the fuck out of business if they didn't. And everybody knows them. Still and knows their lines. They're still relevant. Knows yeah. their catchphrases. Knows the, three sixteen day. Like. Yeah, the Rock put the word SmackDown in a dictionary, and the show's still running strong for twenty four years. Yeah, you. They both are very, like, polarizing characters, for yeah. sure. It was awesome to see them at the same time and, like, pitted against each other in, like, the, the face of the company spot. And that they're, they're cool with each other, you know? Yeah. Um, well, they helped make each other in a lot yeah. of ways. Oh, yeah. No, I think they, they needed each other to, to eclipse to that next fucking level. For yeah. sure. Everybody has, like, like a lot of times you have that rival or that, you know what I mean, like, that uh, team or whoever it is. But it's like, you gotta get there. Could be Mahomes, Burrow. That could be the rivalry in the NFL. People always said that was Brady-Manning, even though Brady won a lot more of the playoffs. Manning still beat him in the playoffs a couple times. Manning technically beat him more in the regular season than Brady won. But they were always, it was always them two. It was all, like in the AFC, it was always Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. It's like, and then it's Rock Austin and Cena. Who'd you say Cena's top rival was? Orton or Edge? Probably. I think a lot of people would say Orton, but I think his best, I think was, his Edge. best was Edge. Yeah. yeah. I think his top was maybe Orton, but his best. I think it was more, because I, I think the Orton one was drug out. And Orton was the only other guy other than Cena that stayed the course of that whole fucking length of time. And even yeah, longer. They were consistent with And even longer that. now because Cena's been out of it for quite a while. Yeah. Orton's a workhorse. Yeah. He's been around forever at this point. Yeah. Still, like, well, he's not going strong currently because he had that fucked up injury, apparently. So that might. Slow him down. He's. I think he said he might. It. He might did pretty much it. say that he's. He's gonna cut it short. He's not going to go full time anymore. I think. Yeah. Well, and even uh, I think it was only like a year or two ago or something that he said. He's like, I could probably do this another nine years or whatever. But I think that injury was serious enough to where he's probably like thinking, okay, maybe I'll shorten that a little bit, or just see how long I can. And you know, it does help to give your body recoup time. Like if you are more part time. And you don't gotta take the fucking bumps and the shit, you know, yeah. three nights a week or some shit sometimes, like, that's But knowing happen. how to take bumps, I mean, that also helps you not get injured because you're in there all yeah. the time. 
but, but I mean, but if that like, also helps whenever you have a young body in your twenties or thirties, or yeah. you know what I'm saying like somebody that's helping you know, back, or even in your like early forties and you're still extremely fucking in good shape and shit. Like, it's like that is like those part time champions like Brock Reigns, people like that, like. They're going to stay polished, and they're going to be able to take bumps because they're that polished, you know? Yeah. If they trust them in that spot to give them the part-time... Well, in the way they work... And to give them the belt and everything, then they they have enough trust in them to know that they're not going to put on a shit match if they're not there for a while, you know? Yeah. They could believably take a few months off, come back, and still be as kick-ass as before. So he's Roman Reigns is thirty-seven. That's honestly a little older than you could maybe see him being. When Steve won his first world title against um, Sean in WrestleMania fourteen in ninety-eight, I believe he was maybe thirty-four. 30, maybe like 35, you know, something, something like that. Granted, that was his first world title, and I think Reigns was around, I guess it was a little before then, maybe. Yeah. Granted, when Austin was there, there was only one world title. So, yeah, you were the actual guy. Um, whereas you That's why there was a case. lot of backstage fucking heat, probably, too. <laughs> it's just that the there rap- wasn't enough to go around. Yeah, it's that way now, really, because but that so makes so much it talent, um, freaking competitive ass environment. Yep, and that makes it brings out the best a lot of times. Oh yeah, people. You think I think that about WWE all the time? They're like, I mean, maybe not all the men. But I mean, we've said this before, but like they have so many of the talented women wrestlers. It's like yeah. That's got to be a highly competitive environment back there because it's there's only so much to go around, especially in the women's division. They got the two belts and the tag belt, but like I, I feel like I don't even keep up with the women's tag belt that much. Not as much as their belts, their main no. singles belts. Like I can't even tell you the champs are that right now. They'll probably put it on Nia Jax and somebody again now that she's back. <laughs> you see her come out at number 30? No. Oh well, I only God. saw into, like, entrant 10, but I was in a food coma, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to take a little little, little nap for a yeah, second. It never works. It I does do that same shit. It really doesn't. You're I'm, like, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to close my eyes for 15 minutes. And then it's like fucking two hours later. Oh, like, yeah. oh if not no. more. You're like, fuck. It's like dark as shit out. Everything's off. You're like, fuck. I used to do that all the time. And then I used to like wake up sort of in a rush to like, just because I didn't go to, I didn't fall asleep in a readily like position. That's how I always am. Yeah. So then I'm like, I'm rushing so that I need, can do the few things I need to do mm-hmm. just to lay back down. I get all my things gathered. Freaking get all ready for bed, brush my teeth, do all the shit, get in my yeah. pajamas, then lay back down for like a few more hours. But you wake up and you're like, Ugh! and you have to do all your shit uh, yeah. real quick. I fucking hate that. And I do that to this day. <laughs> That's like a Friday night ritual for me because I don't got to get up early Saturday. So I like hang out on my couch too long Friday night. I'm like, fuck it, dude. It's Friday night. 
I got the weekend coming. I'm gonna make it a late night tonight. I'm gonna fucking flip on a movie. I'm gonna crack a beer. I'm gonna make it a night. <laughs> and then I'm like 30 minutes into whatever the fuck I'm watching her do it. I'm just like, like starting to doze on the couch. <laughs> Getting up there. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I feel like that is one of the things that makes me feel like I'm aging. I'm like, dude. I used to be able to hold it together a lot later. I know it's the schedule I'm on, oh, yeah. too, but, like, my body just, just is like, no, dude, you're fucking, we're done. We're done. Why the fuck are you doing this? Just go, <laughs> lay the fuck down, man. <laughs> I know. I, you always want to give it the, uh, the shot, though, honestly. You're my mind like, thinks that I have more in the tank than my body oh, actually yeah. has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the time. What, um... Yeah, I guess you already spoke for this. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it... I'll say that it's slightly overrated. Just because, I guess, the era I grew up in, too. It's yeah. kind of like... I want to see the champ. You, you used know? to the champ being a fight. I want to see, like... You know, part-time wrestlers, too. Like we said, it makes sense when you got guys, you know... Like fucking Undertaker... And Goldberg and fucking Triple H and stuff whenever he was wrestling. Like, guys that are older and veterans and they already put in years and years of work in the business. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, they can work a part-time schedule because they're fucking older. They don't need to be out there every damn week. Most of them did a lot for the company. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they earn their stripes, per se, to where they can have a light load like that. But, like... Yeah, I don't know. There's just times where you want to see the shit. You want to see the guy more, you know? Yeah. Like, I understand the reason why they do it. And from a business standpoint, it makes sense. But you just... You want more out of them sometimes. Especially, like, it was really annoying when it was Brock because that was, like, the first time that we really had to deal with that where it was, like... Oh, what? Now he's going to defend the belt four times a fucking year? You know? Yeah. And this is what we, this is what we got? <laughs> they yeah, make it work now to where, like, not every pay-per-view has a title defense for a major belt. But now the women's title, the women's matches are really entertaining. So they'll take a lot of pay-per-views where, like, mm-hmm. Roman won't be there. And you should time. have, like, other meaningful feuds and things that are fucking going on that... Captivate the interest of you know all the audiences and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, no, they're they're good. I'd say it's slightly overrated. Like they found a way to make it work. But if you're the champion carrying the business on your shoulders, you should fucking be there to be the champion. You know. I get yeah. You want to? You're gonna? You can fucking go on. Kimmel and bring the belt mm-hmm. and that'll attract some eyes. Well, you should still make the weekly shows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to... That's the thing is the champ, I don't think you should wrestle every week either, but doesn't mean you still don't have, can't be there to cut a promo or to fucking pull just, some shit or to interfere or to do Just something. to have your presence yeah. be there because it's, you know what I mean, oh, it's the champ. People are, in, like... Arguably the most invested in you. Because you're at the most prominent spot sometimes in yeah. the shows. So it's like, oh, everybody's fucking curious about the champ, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
What is your next one? We'll take a totally different route here. Uh, oh boy. I guess it kind of makes sense though with the whole playoff thing, seeing guys in the post-game celebrations and whatnot, but we've had a couple. They're a pretty big deal. What's your, uh, what's your thought on Cuban cigars? Oh man, Dude, I've been kind of I've been kind of wanting like another little old fatty cigar, honestly. Yeah, they're they nice. Look, they look dope. Then. Yeah, and I don't have them often. I certainly don't buy them often. No, um, really at all. I guess most of the time when I smoke cigars, they just been given to me or gifted to me. Thought I was gonna be an aficionado there for a minute. We were getting cigars for a second. I was like, I can get into this. Yeah, I can make this. Oh, I still would. I just don't know if I would do it too often. But I would yeah. really enjoy when I did, bro. I can see myself being that older guy, fucking mowing my lawn on the riding mower with a cigar and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're. I mean, I think I've always thought cigars smelled really good, um, and I always thought that they were just. They looked really cool and shit, too. And Cubans are, like, supposed to be the top-notch shit, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know if it's just... Because now they're not illegal, you know? No. Because we got cut off the no-trade with Cuba shit. Tell about that's why. Yeah. So it's like... Are they actually as good... As they were have said to be forever, or was it just because they were so rare and hard to find, and you felt like you were a rebel for smoking one because it was oh, that's a hundred percent part of it. <laughs> that's why people. I'm not even saying that's. Why, I just wanted one because I like the style and it, like the thicker kind of cut cigars are sick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, some of the like Italian look, ones and shit are fire they too. Look so dope, like, like the ones we got on the hill and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like those are. I want to go back there and get some more. Um. That's I would say really neat. I would say underrated, honestly, for Cubans. I, but I don't think I would. Uh, yeah, I mean, I probably think that for kind of cigars in general. But it doesn't mean that I want to smoke them all the time or whatever. But I do think it's it's uh, they're a fun time though. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it, it makes for a cool. They're nice, cool like if you're. Thing. It's a cool little occasional thing that you can yeah. really enjoy. If you're like relaxing, barbecue, and it's a Sunday, you're kicking back, watching yeah. football or something. So I, I wouldn't, maybe. I wouldn't overdo it, but I do think it's, uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it's that. Those are cool for celebration. Yeah, purposes. I enjoy that aspect of it, and that it is probably a rarity. So probably for the same reasons the Cubans were originally, you know, yeah, consider, not that I, you know, but yeah, hundred percent because you couldn't even, you couldn't watch something or. Or talk about Cuban cigars without somebody making that kind of joke or that that remark or whatever. Oh, that's illegal. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah. Um, but I would smoke one again. I feel like that's that was definitely a part of it. Kind of like getting yeah. drunk as a 17-year-old. It's like, yeah, you know, part of the fun of it was just the rebellion of it. Well, and yeah, it was kind of a way to be that, like, oh, I'm anti-authority, I'm on your smoking a Cuban. That you mystique, know? you know, in different ways starts fading, like, in a, well, I mean, I guess if you let it, but, well, because certain people don't <coughs> do shit, but, like, a lot of people drink, so it's not like it's yeah. fucking, you know, it's not all that breakthrough. 
Yeah. And most, and like, even if you sometimes you think, yeah, oh, I'm drinking a little bit here and there, or whatever the fuck, it's like, yeah, well, there's a lot of people that just go home and regularly, you probably don't even know about, like, they just fucking drink a shitload. You know? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I know this problem. guy. Like I just said the other earlier, uh, before you say it, I'm just like, man, like, I've had a few days where it's just like, you want to kick back, and you're like, I'm just going to throw a shot back at home, just, just to relax, instead. Maybe sometimes you want to drink a beer or two instead, but I'm just like, just throwing back. But like, you feel relief, and you feel a little lighter, and you feel good, you know, so you're like, man. But it's like, that's the problem, because like, if you start relying on a feeling like that, that's when you can go down yeah. to bad. You're like, ah, I like this. Well, it's fine. I feel like it's less bad to... So I've been enjoy the really feeling of coming home after like a long day and like drinking a beer and like unwinding like that and being like, mm-hmm. ah, I feel nice or a glass of wine or whatever you do. Like, I don't feel like that's too bad. It, it gets dicey and scary whenever like people start getting addicted and relying on the feeling of being fucking drunk. Because then it's like, then you're drinking more and more copious amounts of on a daily basis to be like, oh, fuck, I gotta feel like this again. I gotta just, feel drunk. It's not sustainable. No. <laughs> drunk is one of the hardest sustainable ones. Yeah. It's like, because you're gonna, you gotta drink an unnecessary amount of alcohol. <laughs> every fucking Every day. time. And then the more you do it, the more unnecessary the amount's gonna get. Not to mention, like, it just coats people's fucking, like, people are, it's getting, like, you feel it on those people that are, that have that alcohol breath 24 oh, yeah. 7. It's just like, dude, you, they, you fucking. You can smell the people that are drunks, <laughs> for sure. And it's like, I mean, not that you can't smell the people that are stoners, but it's also, it's like, man, it's just a sad path a little bit more with drunks because it's like what's it, it just feels more vicious on your body to just be beating it up getting drunk as fuck every day like jesus christ man going through like a bottle of southern comfort every day or some uh, shit like how going through a bottle of anything because you because you feel day. very rough Coming off of alcohol, too. Coming off of a pretty big drunk, your body feels Dude, that shit. recovery time ended up just getting longer, to like, harder in the oh, last yeah. few years. Like, I would say, I on the right day, too, I can put down some alcohol and drink some fucking alcohol still. I'm not I, saying... I feel it I'm sometimes. not saying as often, but I, I... Or I don't want to as often, anyway. But, like, the right nights, like, it just... I won't even think about it or feel it as much. It's just easy yeah. to throw it back. But... The recovery when you feel like shit is way fucking harder. <laughs> you can't rebound necessarily as quickly. For a while, I didn't even think I could get hang. I remember like the first hangover I got, I was like, "This is fucking horrible." Yeah. And now, yeah, I'm just careful about it. I'm like, I'm not. Like, yeah. Because nowadays, like a hangover now is an all day event. Like, you don't, it's not like you're feeling like shit for the first few hours of the day. It's like, you're fucking bogged down all day. Everything's a little off yeah. the whole next day. Or you just get plastered the night before. Yeah, like, you just, yeah. You, everything's slow moving and kind of shitty. and takes longer. The whole fucking day. A day after hard drinking. I just don't do it much anymore. I mean, I love to have a couple beers. Like, that's that's my go-to thing. Watching something, watching football or 
watching a wrestling pay-per-view or something, have a couple beers, you know. But I'm not like, let's fucking line up some shots. Fucking get hammered tonight. Like, ever anymore, I feel like. I'm much more likely to smoke too much of the ganj and fall asleep on the couch than I am to fucking drink too much of the alk and there's certain nights that I really I really want to drink um yeah I enjoy drinking for sure but I I, I'm a beer man and I feel like I kind of just I kind of casually drink for the most part yeah oh it's much more common I think but now and then like like the tie one on every now and then (laughs) yeah um were we on? We were on Cuban cigars, right? Cuban cigars. Yeah, I, I would, I would stick with my underrated. I probably um, would have said cigar is just for, or I would have probably said underrated for cigars anyway. Um, yeah, I just figured that it would be interesting to add the Cuban thing on. Yeah, use the whole element behind the Cuban cigar for the longest time. Everybody I would smoke them again one. for sure. They probably had them at the at that place. People were just going in there drinking whiskey and smoking cigars all day. Just chilling out in the lounge area. Yeah. Yeah, some of those old men in there, I'm like, they're probably here all the fucking time. <laughs> like, that seems like a spot they could probably have, like, regulars come mm-hmm. chill. Like, just some well, old, there's not old a lot Italian of, men just hanging out there. There's not a lot of indoor, like, public places like that that will allow you to smoke. Yeah, if you're a cigar shop, you damn sure better at least have a lounge. That they, yeah. you can go smoke in. Just like vape shops, you can fucking just smoke it up in there. There's If you have a shop that involves smoking, <laughs> you should probably be allowed to smoke in there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most smoke, smoke shops aren't here. that way, though. Yeah. Do you want me to hit you with my last one? Yep, go for it. Alright, let's take it back to some old... Football. <laughs> Alrighty, well, this might take us in a little bit of direction. Um, the importance of something that's important to some people, I guess. The halftime Super Bowl performances. I mean, they're cool. I enjoy them. Some people are like... They they act like it is a, just a total effect on the game and like the whole. It's just like man, you can still enjoy the game while not being as into the halftime performance for better or worse. You know what I mean? Sometimes it is really good, but it's yeah. like I don't think that this should make your. Nor is it going to be the artist's best concert of all time either, necessarily. Sometimes they're really no. cool performances. Yeah, it's not. But their, they're, it's they're, not their gig. They're like being their put stage. in. Yeah, they're being put in. They got to do it on a, the middle of a football field. A lot of times, I feel like the people they first want or the first they first ask don't do it because they have something else going on with their schedule, so they like look around to whoever else is available. You know, I mean, it's a huge production. Every it year. is the halftime show is a huge thing, and I mean, it's neat. Like I, I'm not like I don't necessarily care that much. Like if somebody that I like is at it then that's, like, I'm, like, oh, that's dope, you know? And I'm kind of into it. Like, I liked a lot when The Weeknd did it a couple of years ago, so I liked The Weeknd, so that was neat. So, like, have him. 
But it's not like I'm a fan of football, so I'm more about the game at yeah. always, anyways. I feel like people that aren't necessarily football fans, because everybody watches the Super Bowl, basically, even if you're not a football fan, like most of the country tunes in. They're either mm-hmm. at parties or some shit. They get invited to something. They somehow end up watching the game. And I feel like it's that's their thing, you know? A lot of times they're really into the halftime show because it's like, it's like an exciting thing. Exciting piece of entertainment that's not the game, you know. Yeah. That's still involved with the whole Super Bowl as a whole. Because I feel like modernly the Super Bowl day has became like a whole fucking spectacle. Everything around it, they have like they have like kickoff performances in the fucking tailgate area. I mean, they got like DJ Snake or something this year playing before. Mm the Super Bowl starts, like, it's like an all-day extravaganza. They have, they broadcast it from, like, 11 a.m. till the game. They have, like, NFL, like, Super Bowl game day broadcast going. So I just feel like it's kind of, it just adds into the spectacle that the event has became, really. They put a whole bunch of money into it. They always have a giant performer at it. Yeah. But like you said, it's not really like their concert necessarily. It just kind of like, it almost feels like they're like we're bringing this person in. I don't to, know to if this it's stage. always the first pick either. I think a lot of times, I mean, yeah, because schedules are are busy and every you know and everybody doesn't. That's the thing. Everybody doesn't want to do it. It's not their style no. of of what they would do. And they never get the person that is popping the hottest at the no. time. No. And the year that it's happening, it's usually like the people they get were usually like their biggest shit was like five years ago, yeah. four years ago. I mean, the weekend was an exception. He was on top pretty much when he did it. But like a lot of the recent ones, especially, I feel like have been people that have kind of been like not as like on top necessarily. They're giant mega names, but they're not like. At the top of their platinum selling like album years, you know, yeah. they're like removed from those, but everybody still knows who they are. Like Lady Gaga's and Rihanna's, and when they have, they had the Chili Peppers one year, right? Or did they mm. come out with somebody? No, it was uh, I, did they? Was that the same year as Bruno Mars, or was that something else? Yeah, they they had him. That was yeah. another one. Then I mean. All the rap guys last year, you know, it was kind of like removed from their shit. Because it's like Snoop, Dre, Eminem, all of them were like the vets. Yeah. And Kendrick, he's kind of in his modern shit, but even some could argue that he's almost a vet in the game at this point. Oh, he's really so many albums. So I feel like that is kind of... They want to also bring a performer in that they know, almost like going back to this part-time superstar thing, like... That is going to be polished enough to where they know they know they're going to put on a spotless performance at the Super Bowl in front of fucking millions watching. Yeah, you know. And that being said, shit still can go wrong with oh, the yeah. wardrobe malfunction or somebody. The Janice fucking Jackson yeah. thing, Janet Jackson. Yeah. Her and JT. Yeah, that was what kind of, like, created the delay in television. Timberlake did it after that, though. I think so, yeah. (coughs) 
But yeah, I like it makes sense too why they do that. It's like, oh well, this person is a fucking veteran in the game of music. You know, like a lot of the people they have do the halftime show. It's like they know what it's like to perform really big concerts and shit. They're not yeah. gonna put somebody that popped off within the past two years up there because it's like they might fucking crumble. They try to make it like a complete show, like you're saying, of production. Yeah, you can buy, I think, tickets to the halftime show now, can't you? Perhaps. I don't know how they do that, but I think it used to be like you could buy a special ticket to come down onto the field during the halftime performance. My favorite part of it is the game. You got a lot of people. You got a lot of people that are like, "Oh, the commercials." The commercials are fun, but they've been lackluster recently. I feel like they haven't been too bad because people have been saying that for the last 10 years. Yeah. Do they just... I think people expect too much coming yeah, in that every, every commercial is going to be fucking lights I out. feel like they've been fine the last few years. Maybe for a few years before that they were uh, not as good. But there's always some good ones every year. They're, but the difference is there's always some good ones, but they're not all good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... There's always some cheesy-ass ones that you're like, how the fuck did you have the funding? I heard that there's supposed to be like this. another Walter White one or something like that, and maybe it happened. It might. It's happened a few times. But that'd be cool. Um, it's always... I'm always curious, though, because I do enjoy the commercials enough to, like, try to pick my favorite commercials from the night after the Super Bowl. Like, I'm like, these two were probably the best ones. The games the other night, there was trailers, The Mandalorian Season 3, yeah. like, stuff that hadn't even been seen. I was like, there's already some pretty, f- really good commercials I saw the other night that were out. Yeah. So, and the Super Bowl is where everybody debuts their shit. It costs a lot of fucking money because of the sheer amount of eyes that it draws, and, you know, be stupid not to. Um, Super Bowl ads are so fucking expensive. What would you say in the grand scheme as far as the uh, the importance of the halftime performance? I wouldn't necessarily say it's overrated because I think that it in itself has a place and it's kind of classic with the Super Bowl now. Like it's been going on so long. We've seen you know like Prince, Michael Jackson, like. Some big names have done the Super Bowl halftime show. There's a lot you can look back on from halftime performances. And it helps add to it being as big of an event as it is, you know. Mm. And it adds something new. It's not just a normal halftime. Like, it's a little bit longer. There's a big event in it. It makes it feel like this is the big game, you know. Yeah, like yeah. It's, the biggest game of the season. It's still interesting, though, because they got to encapsulate all that within one, like, sort of half an hour time frame and make it one performance. And yeah. they got to put it all up and they got to take it all down so that the game can resume. Yeah. So it's like, it's... They really... Everybody involved in setting that shit up and to performing, to everything else, they really have to be on the ball. Like, fucking... No, big yeah. time. So. Yeah, they're... Anybody that does that production shit, like even WWE's production mm-hmm. crew, like anybody that's got to like rush and going to concerts is mind blowing in general. I can't imagine setting up a whole stage and taking it down, but like you see the people that do things, and you're just like, how in the fuck were they able to get this? But like, they get the best in the world, people that know how to do this shit, you know? 
Like, I saw, I think it was during March Madness last year or something, they had a, they had a March Madness game on a day before a hockey game at the same arena. So they had to, like, take the ice out or something like that, lay down all the fucking hardwood, and then do the basketball game, then take up all the hardwood and bring the ice four back. Within that's, like a 24-hour period. That's wild. <laughs> I think I might have heard something about that. It's um, like any time they can pull shit like that. Yeah, that's just the same thing. Proper training and having production crews that are just fucking... On the ball. They, efficient. They know exactly the most efficient way to get everything accomplished. But yeah, I would say the halftime shows... I'd say it's fair. It has its place, and it helps make the Super Bowl even a little more special than it is. I think it it draws in more eyes. It makes people invested more that aren't just football fans. Yeah. Kind of gives every, everybody something to look forward to. And it's always kind of neat to see what the production level of the stage is going to be at the halftime show because it's always something different. It always kind of fits with the artist that's performing. Yeah. And it's always pretty, like, you can tell high budget and cool looking, like the stages that they have. Yeah, I think it always looks it always looks pretty they cool. They have a lot of surprise appearances, too. A lot of times in the halftime shows, like, surprise people come out, you know, mm-hmm. and perform. So, guess we'll see what this year's like. Oh, Riri. Rihanna. I know, and that, and it almost seems so... Not that she's... Not that it's not going to be good, but it's like they loaded it up last year and everybody only got a smaller kind of part. Yeah. And now it's like just her this year. Just her build. I'm sure that it's she'll like, have at least one surprise guest, if not more than that. Um, but I think we're about wrapped here. Episode number 71. Um, Like always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for the support. The viewership, the listens, uh, you know, we appreciate it and... Everything's appreciated. Oh yeah, we got some some guests and some big episodes coming up and, you know, uh, hopefully everybody takes care in the meantime. It's getting a little cold out there again, especially if you're in Missouri, so fucking... Stay warm, stay healthy out there, and uh, we will be seeing you next for episode number 72. So, hope you have a good week. Till next time.